Welcome and thank you for listening to this message from Legacy Church New Braunfels. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from Pastor Jay Miller. Come on, lift up a shout of praise to Jesus. Hey! Uh, I'm just going to tell you what's going through my spirit is, is where this song is playing because I understand the necessity when we go through trials and fires and they're real. How many people have gone through a trial in the last year? Right? It's real. And we need to have that reminder, the one that's standing with us. But let me tell you what swell up into my spirit is, is the Lord's not looking for us just to look for him in the middle of a trial. He's looking for us to march into the trials and be the one in the fire next to someone else. Hear me on this. Our society is going through craziness and it needs the light of the world. And Jesus says, you are the light of the world. That's right. Amen. Is it all Jesus? Yes. But we have to come in this place. You, me, we're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. When we understand the fire of intimacy is greater than the fire of trial, we're not going to be afraid of fire. You hear what I'm saying? It don't matter where I find fire, when I know He's with me, it's always a fire of intimacy. And in the place of intimacy, I not only know that I'm not alone, I know that I can bring the solution of the one who's with me. And I'm telling you what right now, the world, there's a lot of the world and there's even a lot of the church that's still cowering because of the fire of adversity. And those that, oh gosh, no shame, no guilt, no condemnation, but I just got to say it. If we allow ourselves to cower because of adversity, we will never change or transform the enemy's situation. That's right. We have to come to this place and say, I've been radically transformed. I really need to believe that God is fully who He says He is. That He always does what He says He's going to do. And so if you find yourself in a trial this morning, I just want to say this, don't hear what I'm saying incorrectly. Jesus is standing with you. And the point of him standing with you is for transformation, to bring you out of fear into the spirit of his power, love, and a sound mind. And that's what we're doing. Legacy Church, we were sent to the city for a reason. Because this city and this region needs ones who burn brighter than the fire of adversity because the one we're with is an all-consuming fire. Which means he consumes the enemy all the plans of the enemy and he turns it for our good according to his purposes amen so as we continue to worship as we begin to declare our father who art in heaven hallowed be his name his kingdom come his will be done on the earth as it is in heaven that prayer was not oh jesus will you please send your kingdom because it really is horrible down here that was not the prayer your kingdom come as it is there let it be done here now in this earth so it can be done in this earth so why don't you just pray with me Father we just say right now you are greater we just magnify your name we just step into this place and say we've been radically transformed by you that you are who you say you are and greater greater is the fire of intimacy than the fire of adversity so we thank you that we stand and the fire. That the reason Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were able to walk in is because they already knew you were with them. They already knew your character. They already knew you would show up, and you did. Would you just come this morning 
inundate every circumstance and situation right now and bring your transformation right now in Jesus' name. Before we leave this place of worship, if there's anybody in the house that needs healing this morning, would you just raise your hand? So I'm just going to share a vision I just had. Um, I was on the floor. And uh, there's a multi-part to it, but one of them was is I saw a tsunami going throughout the city. And it was just like one of those, if you've ever seen a movie, a disaster movie, where the water comes rushing in and wipes out everything in its path. And I saw a tsunami, except for it wasn't wiping things out, but it was just rushing through. And I asked the Lord, I said, where's, the, where's this originating from? And then he showed me the nexus point on the property where we're going to build. And what was coming out of this oil well was water and oil. There's a lot of parts to this that I was just writing down, but one of the ones is we carry a healing oil that is meant to be uncapped. And I heard the Lord say, it's time to uncap the well of healing. You've seen bottles of healing, but I'm releasing a well of healing that's going to radiate just like it did in the early church right now. So... Just right where you're at, if, you're, if you need healing, I want you to stand up. If you know someone who needs healing, I want you to stand up. And I just want you to put your hands on your own part of the body that needs healing right now. And I just want you to partner with the word that was being released. And right now, just prophetically, as a sent one in this region, I uncap the well. I actually carry the rights to uncap the well. And I say the well has been uncapped in the name of Jesus. The healing oil revival coming now in the name of Jesus. And it's you, Jesus, who does the healing. It's you, Jesus, who paid for it. But you said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So now we release the healing anointing now through this room, through those who watch it on live stream right now, those who are going to watch this weeks from now. I release right now the power of the healing of the blood of Jesus. Unleashed now like a tsunami. No time to think about it. It just comes rushing through, rushing past blowing away everything the enemy had intended and bringing with it everything the Lord intended. I heard the Lord say, if you will begin to trust me on the things that I've intended for you instead of saying, well, the plans of the enemy and the enemy did this to me and this happened and this robbed from me, the Lord says, if you'll get out of that mindset and say, but the Lord intended this for me. Say it with me, Ryan. The Lord intended this for me. Wholeness wholeness shot won't he do it yes he will hasn't he done it <laughs> so Jesus we thank you that right now the bodies are being healed yes yes the creative miracles are being released yes and that the season of bottled oil is over and the season for the well of oil being released is here. And we just declare that right now. Don't just touch the people in this room, Lord. You wash through our city. You wash through our region. That, that, that center point, that nexus point where it went 360 degrees to San Antonio, to Seguin, to Austin, and beyond, to Dallas. It went west. It went to Bolverde and Spring Branch and all the way out. It just continued through. We just declare now. Now. Now, the oil's been released. I'm feeling them giving me permission to release the next part of this. 
Then immediately after, I saw buses lining up on, on the frontage roads of I-35. And, and it, we don't have the cut into this, but in the vision, I saw a large, large uh, valleyway or like uh, alleyway coming where buses could actually drive in. And, and it was actually designated for bus driving, bus entrance. And there was these buses that were coming in off of I-35. And then there was these buses that were going out. And there was two groups of people on the buses. One of them actually had a Red Cross symbol on it. Another one, uh, it was just indescript. And in the two buses, there, there was being buses brought of people who needed miraculous healing that were being brought in. And then the other bus, there was people who needed to be transformed and actually trained, equipped, and sent back out. And in those buses going out, there was people that came in with things, and I just saw, actually, we just had a rummage sale. I, I, I saw a large rummage pile of, of braces and uh, medical devices and things like that that were actually being bound up. And they were actually being recycled. And when they were being recycled, they were actually coming out as precious gold. And the precious gold was a testimony. And what I saw right now, it isn't even as I'm saying it, I, I see the Lord that whatever you walked in with, whatever these people brought in with them that have a need, the Lord took what the enemy meant for evil. He transformed it into gold and he actually handed it back to their hand and says, you came in on this bus, but you're going out on this bus. And it says, they're coming back out. They're coming out and they're being sent. And they're being sent. And I began to see oil wells pop up all around this region. And I just saw bright beacons of light saying, we're going to do it in our city here too. I say, Texas, you're being transformed now in the name of Jesus. Texas, you're coming into your prophetic destiny. The buses are coming. The buses are coming. God, God, the gospel is too big for us humans. Jesus. By ourselves. But Jesus, when we encounter you, all things are possible. Lord, we're not going to pretend that we can do this on our own. But we will be bold in saying we can do it with you. And I hear the Lord say, we're the ones that have said yes. We're the ones that have said yes. If you'll just say yes, I will do the impossible. If you'll just say yes, I will take your life and let it be a transforming testimony where 10 cities are transformed. If you'll just give me your yes, I just hear the thing, back to generations are going to be cleansed up. If you'll just give me your yes, I am not done with the earth, says the Lord. There may be a shaking that is coming, but it's by my hand, the Lord says. I just feel it. You know, you know our protocols here, but I feel it does say of the Lord in this one. He says, once again, I will shake the earth. Once again, I will shake the earth. So that everything is not my kingdom will lose its place of significance and influence. So that my kingdom, which is the only thing that matters, can be fully established in 
the earth. And then the end will come. Then the end will come. I hear the Lord say, don't worry about Antichrist. There's always been an Antichrist spirit in the world. But worry no more. Put your eyes on me and receive the spirit that gives you power, love, and a sound mind to conquer. (laughs) You're saying this is the moment. The moment of expansion is upon us. And we say yes. Jesus, I said yes to you years ago for this. But I say yes again, God. Whatever it takes, I say yes. As for me and my house, we say yes. And I hear the Lord say that as you begin to move into a yes, into a place of confident expectation, that the kingdom will come and that the shaking is not about you, but a shaking is about establishing his kingdom, then you will discover, I just see promotions coming for kingdom people in this house right now. I, I see that there's going to be shakings in companies. There's going to be shakings in government. There's going to be shakings in education. There's going to be shaking of the mountains of influence in this world. And the Lord says, I'm shaking them and I'm shaking out those that were never meant to have influence. And I'm actually inserting my Josephs. I'm inserting my Daniels. I'm inserting my Deborahs. I'm inserting my Esthers. I'm inserting my Mary Magdalene's. Come on now. I'm inserting my Lydia's. I'm inserting my Peter's. I'm inserting my Barnabas's. I'm inserting now Stephen's. I'm inserting them now. I'm inserting my Solomon's. Do you believe I'll do it, says the Lord? Then don't waver. Then don't waver in the days to come. But stay in a posture of intimate, burning love for Him. Jesus, I pray the same prayer that the early church did. Would you stretch out your hand and perform mighty miracles and wonders? Would you perform the, the, the greater things that Jesus talked about? So that this place would be shaken in our region, in our state, in our nation, and the nations of the world to be shaken for your kingdom. We say yes. And we just declare this right now in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said. Would you just lift up a shout of praise? Come on. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn to one passage for me right now, and that's just going to be Acts chapter 2. Uh, this weekend is a significant weekend for us. If this is your first time here, welcome. We're really glad to have you guys. Uh, God is on the move. My name is Jay Miller, and I'm the senior pastor here at Legacy, and um, we've been experiencing a lot of growth and expansion 
uh, really over the last year uh, or so, and, and you guys are a part of that. We're really excited about uh, these next stages. And so today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach a little bit, but the real purpose today, what we're setting aside is to talk about the expansion of our new property and where we're going with that and the words of the Lord that we've been given for it. Um, I was saying in that, that time, this, that encounter just kind of threw me. It was good. It was really, really good. I've got a ton of prophetic words that came from encounters like that. Um, I, I could just write down just a snippet. Um, before I open the word, I'm just, he's just saying, share the testimony. Um, it was 2015. It was in a time of, I was actually at nighttime sleeping. And I, re, I woke up realizing I was praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. And I immediately went into this open vision. And this open vision was as I was sitting on a, um, a large fire pit. It was probably at least 12, 15 feet across. Um, it was built with a rock that you find around from the hill country. It was so tall. that was, I'm 6'4". I, I just had to do this. And I was sitting on the ledge of the fire pit. And it was pitch black out. But in the fire pit itself... There was embers that had been burning a long time. It was still a very active fire. There was none that had died out. You could see the little flames going. It was a very mature fire. And as I'm sitting and I'm looking out, it's, again, it's pitch black. I can't see beyond this. It's so dark uh, on it. And all of a sudden, I hear footsteps that come out of my right. And, and walking or reaching through the darkness as I see the Statue of Liberty's hand, if you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's got that piatine on it because of the copper oxidization on it, and immediately I knew the Lord says, take the torch, and so I took the, the, the statue's torch out of the statue's hand, it's still copper, and I put it into the fire behind me, all of a sudden it lights up, and then the, the, the uh, copper turns into wood and metal and like a very ornate looking torch, and I put it back into the statue's hand, and then immediately I saw flesh begin to come up on the arm like this, and it turned around and walked away. Over a period of what felt like hours, this scene repeats itself. Different directions, different places, same hand reaching out, but a different hand, different colors, skins, different complexions, different, all the stuff like that. And I knew in the moment, the Lord says, you're, you're called to, to build a place that will actually steward my presence in such a way that people who think they have freedom, but are actually caught up in religion, will be able to come in and experience true identity, and you'll actually light their fire. What has kept the gospel of the kingdom from fully transforming the planet as Jesus intended? I'm not here to tell you that I have all the answers, but I think part of what happened was is anytime man begins to think that they can do it without God, we have a false freedom that enters into it called religion. And I feel like the Lord is saying in the, the season, this epic season we're living in is the time for the fulfillment. And, and every time I, I go, and I was rereading, I'll read it to you later on, a word from Isabel, uh, Alan, or not Alan, um, Scullison, 
uh, who was with us last November, and, and multiple times in this one prophetic word, she kept hearing, I heard the trumpet, I heard the trumpet, I heard the trumpet in the Spirit, signifying there's time, there's something's going on. And, and there's this, I keep hearing, I've been getting, having dreams of clocks. I've been having these dreams of saying, the time is coming, the time is coming. And a lot of you guys have, have been sending and posting stuff on Facebook. Is it the end times? Is it coming? Is the Antichrist here? Is this here? Da, 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 da. It's all filling out into Facebook. And, and, and what I'm here to tell you is, the end's not here yet. But it is time for the greatest move of God ever to be seen on the planet. I think every generation probably believed that. But I think we're actually living in it. How, how do I know that? Uh, it, the writer of Hebrews talks about the saints of old long to see the season that you guys live in. You know, Abraham believed God, and, and he, he believed for the larger part of the word, which wasn't just that he was going to have Isaac, but that through his line, that the, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And Abraham died in faith, not seeing that fully fulfilled yet, but believing it would come. And when Jesus came, he saw it. David had a vision. Not all the saints of old, they believed, they lived in that saint. I'm going to see it in the fulfillment of my lifetime. And yet they didn't see it in the fulfillment of that timeline. They've seen it from place of eternity. And I, and I think it's the same way. I think the early church, they believed Jesus was right around the corner. I, I believe in the second century, they believed Jesus was right around the corner. Like that wasn't too far away from the grandchildren of the early apostles. I think they thought Jesus was right around the corner. We know that from their writings. And yet, generation after generation after generation, there continue to be, he's not back yet. And there hasn't been the fulfillment of, what's, of what he fully wants to have seen on the planet. And I'm just telling you right now, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. This is the season. Our generation, whether you're a baby or you're 180 years old, you're one generation that's alive right now. And I think we're going to see the fulfillment of it. And if I'm wrong, guess what? We pass on to the next generation what makes it capable for them to actually do it. But I'm just telling you right now, and this, you need to understand the reason I share that personal prophetic word is um, I don't talk a lot about myself because this is not about me. Legacy Church is not about me. The Kingdom Resource Center and Apostolic Hub is not about me. But let me tell you what, there are called leaders who've been sent to a place, and because there's a calling on their life, it actually is what uh, sets the tone for the place that they actually lead. And so you need to know my words so that you can understand your words. Part of my words is, is I carry a jumpstart anointing to step people. It quickens them into their purpose and their calling and their purpose in the earth. The lighting of the torch of revival. The lighting of the torch of revival. This is where we're at right now. I remember in, in 2016, I've shared this before, but again, I'm just going to share it again. Uh, I was in uh, Thailand and, and had an open vision with the Lord. And I was sitting in West Texas in a lawn chair. I was 100 feet away from an oil geyser that's going up in the air. And his raw crude is dripping on top of me. I could feel the crude still in my hair. There's a manifestations of that raw crude that will show up in times of worship. And in this place, I finally asked the Lord, what are you showing me? And the flow stops and this drilling truck comes on, driving onto the, onto the oil field and sets up a drilling platform in order for it to re-drill the oil well. It begins to re-drill it. And if the bit was this big before, the, the, or the hole was this big, it was, it was exponentially times bigger Redrilling an active well, but it's enlarging it. It begins to go down. I saw the progress like on an iPad, excuse me, where I could see the drill going down. It zooms out, and then all of a sudden I could see not just the reservoir that we were redrilling, 
But then all of a sudden, oh, there's, there's Reading. Oh, there's the first and second great awakening. I saw past and present places of outpouring. And they were all being re-drilled at the same time. They continued through the bottom of their individual reservoirs. And it zooms out again, and I could see a worldwide reservoir. And the moment that they actually touched the worldwide reservoir, all of a sudden I saw like the Alaska pipeline being laid up and down I-35. And up and down the corridor, I saw refineries actually popping up. And asked the Lord, I said, so what, what, I understand the need to refine it, but why the pipeline if we're drawn from the same source? And he goes, well, you may be drawn from the same source, but each of these places actually refine my oil unique to them. And just like Peter and Mark and John and Paul were all necessary for the fullness of the message of the gospel because they refine my oil uniquely. But when you present them all together, you see the fullness of it. In the same way, you need to learn to strategically exchange the oil that you're receiving with the people in this region. And then you will see the fullness of the oil. We didn't come to plant a church. I mean, I thought I did in 2007. Honestly, I hadn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, didn't know the fullness of what that looked like. I actually fought against it because I didn't think it was biblical. And there was reasons for that. It was actually built on the lie of a negative experience of someone else. But then I encountered the voice of God in 2010, February. In a worship service, I hear the Lord say, JJ, why are you persecuting me? I knew the Father, I knew the Son, process elimination, that wasn't their voice. But I knew it was God. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit. And I said, Holy Spirit, how am I persecuting you? And he says, you're so zealous to protect people. And I love that about you because that's the way I made you to be a good shepherd. But you're keeping them from the only one that will transform them, and that's me. And in a moment, my life was turned upside down. When I realized I had been fighting against the God of the universe in self-effort to carry out his gospel. And we came back and we began to change the course of this church. I began to realize, he began to show me, I didn't call you to plant a church in New Braunfels. I called you to plant an apostolic resource center. And it will be a church family because there's no separation of a church family from an apostolic resource center. And there's no separation of an apostolic resource center from a, from a local church. He says you have to understand your, your family goes back generations at the founding of the city. I planted you with purpose. Will you step into it? And I began to say yes and we began to turn the course of history the direction for this church or where we were going to go, it began to radically change our core values because we began to say, God, if it's not your spirit, we ain't doing it. Because minus the spirit of God, there's a whole lot of spirits that will like to speak to you. Even reading this, the devil spoke to Jesus using this. But Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, spoke back to the devil and sent him packing. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You don't get a proceeding word without the Holy Spirit. December 2014, significant timeline for me personally. Had an encounter with the Lord, and I'd been really seeking Him out because we were changing the trajectory and the vision where this place was going. 
and I was getting a little bit of pushback from good people who we love dearly still to this day. But there was this like, like that we weren't seeing eye to eye on some stuff because they hadn't had the revelation of the spirit that I had. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I will hand this place over and I'll go start what you told me to start. And the Lord takes me to Zechariah chapter 4. It says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that this will be done. And there's this verse where it says specifically, and these, these uh, nine, basically these angels, these witnesses, they look and they rejoice that I've put the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hands. Who was Zerubbabel? He was sent by the Lord to rebuild the temple of God in Jerusalem after years of occupation. And the Lord says this, I've put the plumb line in your hand for your city and your region, and if you lay it down, I will never put it in your hand again. God's serious about this. He is so, I'm telling you this because you need to understand. (laughs) We didn't just get to where we're at because it was a good idea. And we went to a church growth conference. (laughs) Or we're trying to replicate or duplicate what somebody else on the planet is doing. I'm just telling you right now. We have words from the Lord. I have words from the Lord. I know what He said once it's happened in the city. We have words from the Lord. We know what He wants to do in the city, in this region. This is why we're going through expansion. We carry the plumb line in the city. Which means this. The other churches in the city are fantastic churches. They're just other refineries. Remember the vision of the other refineries. We need each other. I need Tree of Life. I need Oakwood. I need the other. We need them because we're all refining the oil of the Lord differently. But I'm not responsible for how they steward their refinery. I am responsible for how we steward our refinery. I carry the plumb line that's going to say whether trafficking is going to continue on in our city or our region. It's not. It's going to stop, and it's going to surprise people. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ, but come on now. We know the Lord's going to do something. We carry a jumpstart anointing. 1970, you've heard me talk about it, but if you haven't, I'll tell you it again. Jack Taylor, my spiritual papa. Holy Spirit poured out. They were pastoring Castle Hills First Baptist Church, San Antonio, west side of San Antonio. Baptist Church. Baptist, Baptist Church. And the Holy Spirit fell. Six months later, 3,000 people were saved. Every manifestation of the Holy Spirit you can imagine from the book of Acts is taking place plus some. The city begins to be revolutionized. And all of a sudden, strippers get saved and are going to the, the Texas Baptist Convention. <laughs> I ain't joking. They made it to the lobby. They couldn't get inside the hall because people didn't know what to do with them. But they had radically been transformed by the blood of Jesus. And they're in this lobby telling these pastors who are coming in and said, this is what Jesus has done. Twenty nineteen. January Jack was here. He gives us a prophetic word. You're gonna hear part of the word in here in a second. And he says, In six months, you're going to experience a quickening. 
And I remembered in six months, the first six months at Castle Hills, they saw something take place. I remember getting that word and said, this is it. All the revival is going to break out. But the quickening we experienced that year was different. But here's what he did on that trip. And I'm just saying it publicly. I didn't look for it and ask for it. But as a son of him, he said, and I'm commissioning you to carry on the work that didn't get completed then to complete it now in this region. Like I told you, I'll never talk about myself because this is not about me. But you need to understand why. You need to understand why we're doing, decisions we're making, what we're going after is to fulfill what God has said. To fulfill what God has said. If He said it, we're going to do it. If He said it, He's going to fulfill it. And this is the season that we actually live in right now. And so let me tell you something that's interesting. Six months segments. Uh, at that point, we had just gone through a two-year stretch of some of the hardest financial times the church had ever experienced. We were down to an offering-by-offering offering week just to pay the bills. And it was like we weren't doing anything different. It wasn't like we were in sin or anything like that. It wasn't that people weren't giving. There was just something weird that was going on. And within literally six months of that word, the quickening, all of a sudden, our finances of the church turned and changed. Last November, told you, Coming back, we were going to go into a six-month season, a time of quickening where the Lord was going to reset priorities. He was going to reset mindsets. He was going to reset our foundations to order for us to build something. And within six months, we find ourselves now to where we're, uh, we're all of a sudden we got us into Pentecost Sunday. And there was a turning point in people's hearts and minds. All of a sudden, I saw people who were once afraid are now bold in faith. I, I just saw an influx in, of people who began to come and say, I believe this, I believe this, I believe this. There was a quickening. And I feel like we're in this other season right now, six months. Now, you might laugh and say 666. I'm going to say this, six is the number of man. The Lord has to quicken man's heart in order to get up and catch up where God's heart's at. That's what he's doing in this quickening. And I'm telling you right now, in these next six months, we're going to experience a quickening where what's impossible for man to do, God's going to fully do completely. It's going to be a miracle. I told you to read, open your Bibles. Let's look at this real quick. And then I got a video for you. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 41. This is obviously the day of Pentecost. The Spirit's poured out. There's tons of people listening to the Gospel. Asking them, what are we supposed to do to be saved? Peter tells them, repent, turn to Jesus, filled with the Spirit. Verse 41. So then those who had received His Word were baptized. There's something about receiving the Word. Receive the Word of God. The physical Word of God, but also the prophetic Word of God. You need to receive it fully inside of yourself so it can accomplish what He wants to accomplish. And on that day, we're added about 3,000 souls. Six months, 3,000 people were saved at Castle Hills First Baptist Church, 1970. You see a correlation. This is the season we're moving into. This is just the starting point. There's been many more that were saved beyond that. Verse 42 and they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, into fellowship, to the breaking of bread, into prayer. 
And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. All the believers were together and had all things in common, and they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need. Verse 46, and day by day, let me hear you say day by day. They were continuing with one mind in the temple. Let me hear you say the temple. And breaking bread from the house to house. Let me hear you say house to house. Let me finish the verse and I'll I'll unpack this for you. And they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Here's what I want you to understand about what we are and what we're doing. We We carry this mandate to build intimate kingdom family. The day by day at the houses, the fellowship, sharing in communion, sharing each other's lives, the, the, the men's empowerment group, the women's empowerment group. This is life. This is doing. We're called to establish a kingdom family because when people are being saved, they need to be added to a healthy family. There's been generations in the past where there's been somebody who's gone through a revival and there was no place for them to land. And so they're like the ones that, that talks about the parable of soils. All of a sudden it kind of sprouted up, but then the cares and concerns of life actually squashed it. And it's like almost like they went backwards after they were converted. Why? Because they didn't have a kingdom family to be able to be brought into. They didn't have fathers and mothers to raise them up to become sons and daughters. Identity, healing, wholeness, purpose. That was what's happening. But don't miss the first part of this. And they devoted themselves continually to the apostles' teaching. Apostolic training and equipping. There it is right there in Scriptures. The first church was an apostolic training and equipping center who built intimate kingdom family and then sent people to actually spread the gospel. So that those who were being added daily to the numbers were being added to a family that could actually raise them up, train them up, equip them, and send them out. It wasn't about a church. It was about the gospel of Jesus being fully preached and fully lived out. That's what we're called to build here. Let me give you another example. Acts chapter 11. I'm not going to read through it all, but I just want you to see another example of this. This is, this is a, f- a little bit later on. This is after Paul is, Saul has become Paul. And in verse 19, it talks about the church in Antioch. It says, So then those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen made their way to Phoenicia, uh, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except the Jews alone. But there were some men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began to speak to the Greeks as well, preaching the good news of the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. And the news about them reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Let me hear you say they sent Barnabas. Apostolic Training and Equipping Center sins sent ones in order to be able to establish what was established by Jesus. It wasn't just, oh great, there's a bunch of Greeks that now know Jesus. Now they need to be established firmly in the apostles' teaching, which is fully the gospel of the kingdom. And so they sent Barnabas, and look what happens. Then when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them with with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and faith, And considerable numbers were added to the Lord. Let me hear you say considerable numbers. 
And I love what he does in verse 25. And he left for Tarsus to look for Saul, which was Paul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And then for an entire year, they met with the church and taught considerable numbers of people. And the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. It's amazing to me. So you get, you get Barnabas that goes and realizes there's a good work of God, but I can't do this on my own. I need to go get Paul. I need to go find one who can actually work alongside me to actually see an establishment. And for a year, there's considerable numbers being added to the church, but then it says and considerable numbers were actually taught by the apostles to be able to be raised up. We're called to move to a mature movement. This is what we're building. This is what we're establishing. Why do we have groups and classes? Build family. Why do we have groups and schools that, that are teaching schools that, that have a cost associated? Because it's apostolic teaching. It carries a value and a weight to be sent into the world. There's something that we need to understand about what God's about to do in this season. Amen? All right, I think that's enough testimony for the moment. I got a video for you guys. Here's your word. If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will also quicken your mortal bodies. The next six months are going to be days of quickening. Dad, where are we going? To the new property for our church, son. It's a special day. We're praying for our new building. Why is it special? That's a great question. Our family doesn't just go to church. We've been called to be a part of Legacy Church to expand God's kingdom. Let me tell you a story that Pastor Jay shared with me. You see, in the heart of the Father's always been a family that would expand His image and kingdom throughout the earth. And from the beginning, He commanded, grow my family, advance my kingdom to all of creation, the way I rule, the way I think, the way I live, until the whole earth is filled with it. And he sent his son Jesus to defeat death and continue this purpose through a newly transformed people. Jesus empowered the early church to release the will of the Father to be done on the earth as it is in heaven. You will do the same things you've seen me do and even greater through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is our mandate. Jesus is our model and the Holy Spirit is our source of life and power. You see, we carry the same solution the early church did. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave still lives in us. The same commission to bring as it is in heaven to the earth, it still stands. And God has not changed his mind. And we are raising up kingdom sons and daughters who will become fathers and mothers that raise up generations to expand the kingdom into the earth. The Bible speaks of an end time move of God and global harvest. This is taking place now. We live in the greatest move of God that the world has seen since Jesus was resurrected. The time is now. God's not just looking to get people into heaven, but to release heaven through his people into the earth. And just like the garden where he planted Adam and Eve, he's planted his people in different areas of society in order to bring his kingdom transformation. The question is, where has he planted you? You see, ministry, it's not just what happens within the four walls of a church or on the typical mission field. It must take place in the mission field of families and business and government, arts, entertainment, education, and the media. Where has he planted you? Where will you be trained, equipped, and sent? This 
is the mission Jesus gave us and we are responsible for it until he comes back. You see, we've been planted in the fastest growing region in the nation. Five million people who will become over nine million soon covers 13 counties with roughly 35 miles of I-35. It already has $300 billion in economic power. You see, God has already been speaking prophetic words about how this region would experience a move of his kingdom in such a way that it would become a blueprint for success to other parts of the earth. He's already raised up other kingdom churches in this region who are partnering for this purpose. And we together have the unique opportunity to impact and influence the fastest growing population in the U.S. with the gospel of the kingdom. We do not need to go far to find people. God's bringing them to us along with the influence to the nations. How many people of that five million are currently born again? How many marriages and children businesses are being represented? Can you imagine broken people and homes being restored? Human trafficking ending? People with addictions being set completely free? Prisons becoming unnecessary? Illnesses becoming rare? Depression and oppression a thing of the past? Why? All because the people of God in this corridor began to, to bring, bring the kingdom of God to it. God has clearly given us a mandate. Legacy expansion allows us to do our part in bringing transformation to this region. We have not sat idly on these prophetic words, but have taken them seriously and stewarded them to the point where expansion is necessary. We have kingdom family and the foundations of an apostolic training and sending center. We are sending sons and daughters into the harvest field, just like you. Here's where identity is found and joy is released. Here is where we will plant a seed into the miraculous working power of God. We get to be a part of something bigger than we can possibly think or imagine. Here is where generations of leaders will be raised and sent out. Here is where the foundation of wisdom will be spread among the city and its community leaders. Here's where worship leaders are raised and kingdom families found. Here's where men and women are equipped, intercessors are released, freedom is celebrated, and kingdom activity rules. This isn't a place where we dwell in the past. Here is a place where God advances the kingdom, leaving a legacy of heaven's culture. Yay, God. Can you feel it? Can you see it? Can you believe it? I'll tell you something interesting this morning. My jacket here. I'll cry on this one, but I don't know if this is the uh, first time I've worn this jacket since, but I have the, uh, um, this was the handout that was at Papa Jack's funeral in April 2021. Pretty significant moment when you hear his voice. I love that man's voice. But on the back of it, this is what was so called cool. It says, Revival Melodies from Castle Hills During the Revival. I can't sing it, but I'm just going to read it. Sweep in this way, Lord, sweep in this way. A mighty revival is sweeping this way. Keep on believing, trust and obey. A mighty revival is sweeping this way. I've never been sorry. I heeded God's call. 
I've never been sorry I gave him my all. My walk with the master grows sweeter each day. I'll never been sorry one step of the way. My Lord is wonderful. My Lord is wonderful. He is love like an ocean, peace like a river, joy like a fountain in my heart. He is love like an ocean, peace like a river, joy like a fountain in my heart. Sweep in this way, Lord, sweep in this way. A mighty revival is sweeping this way. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> As you can imagine, I don't have this thing all put together. Today was a very emotional day for me, just kind of walking in, because it's a fulfillment of years of kind of come to this point. But you can see the picture of what we're going after. Um, go ahead and, if y'all could, throw up that PowerPoint. I got them covered. I want to read you a prophetic word, and we're going to talk about what, uh, what we're going to do next. So when Thrallen and Isabel were with us last year, November 10th, he released a prophetic word publicly, and he says this, I was asking the Lord a couple of days before we came, what do you have to say about this church to me at this moment? And he showed me, and I saw a building that was pure and white. This is for the church here. It was pure and white. It was representing the purity of the heart of the people who are leading this church and are a part of it. The sincerity and the purity of this church has been noticed in heaven, and I saw the foundation under the church. The foundation of this building was strange, not strange but different, is that not, not only how wide this building was, but the roof was way bigger than it should be on a one-story building. And then I saw the foundation being raised with a hydraulic jack, and another story was being built to this church, and a third one was built to this church. So from being one-story church in the beginning, it became a two- or three-story building at least. And the Lord's going to have you, is going to give you a new building. The Lord's going to give you, is going to build you a new building. The Bible says Jesus will build his church, and we're supposed to build disciples. But the Bible says Jesus will build his church. He is building this church. Then I saw the foundation more clear, and I heard the Lord say, I will raise up fivefold ministry in this church like never before. The Lord's going to raise up that fivefold ministry in this church. Some of the elders in this church are going to have anointings and coming upon them that they did not even expect. Some of you have been already been, been sensing a feeling of that anointing coming upon you that the Lord is going to raise you up into fivefold ministry. So then I saw the roof of the house open, and I saw your pastor standing in the middle of the church and looking up to heaven. And the bright light coming from heaven shining on his face, and the Lord said that he is going to give you new eyes. And the spirit of revelation is coming upon you like never before. We are a people of wisdom. We are people who have, God, who have been asking God to show the way, the lead. Show me the way, I said. I want wisdom. I want to be led by you and what you are doing, Lord. I want to be led by you. He's heard your cry, and that wisdom is going to fall upon you like never before. And he's going to reveal to you what he is doing in a deeper sense, in a deeper way than ever before. And he's going to lead you. You do not have to worry about anything. Provision, not only personally in your families, but the church provision is coming for you like never before. They had no idea we had just bought, we actually even bought the property. We bought the property in December. So it's not like we had these plans. We told them about this, and he's like, okay, let me get a word for the building. This is well before they actually got here. 
This is a word by Ryan Lestrange from uh, 2015. This is something we stewarded well. The hubs are arising. This is the word that has been burning in my spirit. The Lord is igniting the flames of revival fire in various regions of the earth. I was in prayer seeking God about his plans for the nations when suddenly a vision erupted in my spirit, and I saw lightning spring forth from various places in the world. And as I looked, I could see this all over the globe. I literally saw a network of lit up places all connected. It looked like some type of digital map. And I began to ask the Lord, what am I seeing? And he said to me, these are global revival hubs. Each hub is a strategic place of outpouring. As the Lord continued to reveal this to me in his plans for the revival centers and hubs, he showed me that they would function differently than I would typically perceive as a revival center. The hubs are not only called to be places of revival and outpouring, but also places of equipping and advancing. Radical moves of the Spirit in hosting the presence of God are only part of the call of these emerging centers. These must also be places that teach in order to activate and equip the body of Christ and every member for the last day's harvest. I see a great wave of glory coming upon the hubs, and the hubs will carry a different expressions of revival in this hour, yet each one is vital to the plans of the Father. We must be very cautious to not create cookie-cutter pattern for the revival centers and hubs that are being birthed. The revival hubs are called to embrace partnerships with the apostolic and the prophetic ministries. The apostolic anointing is a building and governing anointing. The hubs carry a mandate for regional revival, equipping, and activation. The prophetic anointing reveals an order for transformation to unfold and revival to be released. There must be divine revelation. A hub is a place of continuing refreshing and outpouring. It's not just a place that enjoys a seasonal outpouring. There's an expression of the apostolic mandate to build places of presence and power. These are also places of prayer and intimacy. This is the discovery of a paradigm that will unleash a global harvest as my plans and purposes are fulfilled in the earth, says the Lord. I'm building the foundation for revival and revival sinners. It's not the work of man, but the ordination of my spirit. And the Father's placing men and women in particular places to dig deep wells of revival and refreshing for a region. He's establishing ministries that will serve as a hub of revival in their territory. These hubs are places of divine outpouring and awakening led by radical revivalists whose hearts cry as to see a great awakening. The agenda of this hour is not just building another ministry, but to release the spiritual destiny of a region and host the presence of God in a way that brings radical transformation to the lives of the people. These are your words. You need to hear it. These are your prophetic words. Not just because you go to legacy. You live in the city. If you're born again, say, I am. These are your words. These are the words of the born again people who say yes. And the Lord's going to do it in the region and the season that we're living in right now. Amen. I've got more words I could share, but I, I, I'm, I'm running out of time. So here's what we're going to do right now. If the, if the uh, ushers can go and pass out those forms. I appreciate it. You're going to be handed two different forms. One is going to be one for you to take home. One is for you to pray over, to fill out, and, and to, to drop off. Today, we're actually going, for those that are ready, to receive the first offering for this uh, apostolic hub and center. And it's actually going to allow us to begin to set the tone for where we're going. I'm going to let you guys have it in your hands so you can actually read with me. So that sanctuary initially will fit 530 people, expandable up to 840 people. We were really intentional as we were building and planning what the Lord was going to say to be able to do that. Building is going to be a little over 29,000 square feet, especially going off of uh, the prophetic words that we received. It's actually going to initially be two stories tall. 
uh, a later phase, we're going to build a whole other separate ministry center that will be three, four, who knows, stories tall. Depends on what, we're, what the Lord's calling to build at that time. If you look at your expansion one right now, um, you can just see on here, and I'll just read it since we're all together. Legacy is a kingdom-focused family transforming lives and cities for generations. We carry a multi-part mandate to build an intimately connected kingdom family and serve as an apostolic training center that equips and sends to release supernatural kingdom transformation. Since 2007, we've been faithful to steward and establish a strong kingdom foundation, and now's the time for expansion. Our six-and-a-half-acre Morningside campus will allow us to better resource and facilitate the healing, the freedom, personal transformation of individual lives, while also training and equipping passionate believers to bring the kingdom through classes, ministry schools, conferences, and weekend services. Uh, we're looking at this as a multi-phase project. Phase one is what we've already been going through. We purchased the land, and we're looking to move into the site work preparation. As you can, If anybody's ever built and developed raw land, you, you have to be able to prepare the dirt to be able to have heavy buildings set on top of it. So that's what we're stepping the next part of that is. That's a $2 million uh, part of the phase that we're going to be looking at that will allow us to actually break ground in early 2024. Remember I said six months of quickening. This is the season we're in. We're being a quickened season. And the Lord's going to actually release the, the resources and the funding to be able to do that. Phase two is going to be the building of the two-story worship center. And you can see it in a 530-seat auditorium. expands up to 840. We'll have a whole children's ministry wing that we can actually lock, lock aside so they're, they're safe. Uh, check-in centers and stuff like that. So it's not going to be portable buildings. It's not going to be makeshift, make-do rooms that we've had to convert that were once a living room over into a thing. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but the time's the time for expansion because we also have words about the number of children that we're going to see come to the Lord through this process. And the children's wing, as the youth go in this church, so does the rest of the church. And so we're going to have a dedicated wing. We're also going to have a large multi-purpose room uh, that's actually going to be able to, if we put tables and chairs out, we'll be able to put up to 128 uh, chairs around tables, somewhere around there. If you remove the tables and you set it up lecture style like this, you can get well more above that. It's going to have a stage. Our youth will be able to have a dedicated place during a Wednesday night for them to go into and use, but it also will be multi-purpose. So the sisters' tables and any other type of situations of, of fun times that we have, fellowships are going on, we're going to have another place for that to be able to gather in and do. Also, you're going to have plenty of classrooms for training and equipping. So there'll be Sunday school stuff, but there will also be when we're doing our schools for ministry, if we're doing our men's or women's empowerment, we're going to have plenty of classrooms that are going to be able to do and fill that space. And we're going to have a, a cafe area, which is going to be nice, so we can go back to serving coffee because we know a lot of people like coffee. It is, it's God's brew, so we're going to, we're going to serve it. Um, but we have a nice seating area. And if you could, if you could slow it down, right off to the left, actually go to the next picture if it's possible. Right there. So you can see over here off, off to the side uh, is where the cafe is going to be able to be. And then we have a seating area over here. So you guys, right now, welcome to our lobby. Because that hallway don't serve as a lobby very well. Or you can go out in the blazing heat and there's your lobby out there. So we're going to have a nice place for fellowship gathering. People can hang out. Uh, plenty of places to be able to do it. Um, also, we'll have a bookstore because out of this, one of our prophetic words is we actually will produce resources 
that will actually uh, help transform the nations. And so we have authors in this, in this uh, congregation. You're going to write books. We're gonna, people are doing training and equipping. I'm actually in the process. I know Cindy's been doing the uh, EP school. I'm, I'm working on the next iteration of my school for kingdom advancement, that we could actually put it into a form that we could actually help other churches step into. We're going to have a bookstore for resourcing that's going to be a part of that. And then, of course, uh, we're going to have over 220 parking spots, which is going to be fantastic for us. And so you can continue to pray for that. Amen. So that right there is about $6 million. So between the two phases, you're talking about $8 million. That will allow us to build debt-free. All right? Here's what the Lord told us to do. You have to build momentum and start it out. Okay? So what we're doing is based off of what the Lord said to do, we're, we're engaging with our bank and things like that so we can get the funding process. But here's the thing. We need you to be able to partner with us in what God's going to be able to do with that. Um, I'll talk about phase uh, three in a second here. But what the Lord gave me this vision for was like just like the boy who had two fish and five loaves. Right? That seemingly was not a big lunch, yet he had the faith that says, oh, you need to feed fifteen to 25,000 people? I got what's necessary. And he brought what he had to Jesus, and Jesus multiplied it to actually feed the crowd. Right? So here's what we're asking you to do. We're going to partner with the miraculous provision of God. What can you do? If it's a widow's mite, bring the widow's mite. If it's a, don't bring his literally fish, please. Okay? Unless it's wrapped with money. But don't bring his fish, okay? But bring your offering before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this. So today what we're going to do is we're going to do two things. We're going to receive an offering, but we're also going to ask you to play, uh, play, pray about actually setting a pledge to what it would look like. over If it's a year, it's two years, it's three years. And you'll see that actually on this, on this card there. And what is the, the, the total amount the Lord is telling you to give by faith over that time period and what does that look like? And you're going to be able to fill that out. There's another way you can do this as well. Is We actually have LegacyMB.com forward slash expansion. And when you go onto that page, it's actually going to have the video you just watched. It's going to have a lot of the pictures. But it's also going to have a, a form that you can do that that will then take you excuse me, to our giving page on the website. But we really know that the Lord wants to take this and it's going to help us to actually plan on timelines. Because part of what the banks do is they say, oh, you've got X amount pledged by your congregation. They allow that to secure the moving forward uh, to be able to do that. Now, here's what we have. The Lord did tell us. He gave us several prophetic words. You will finish this building debt-free. Okay? He, that, that's the word of the Lord. You will finish this building debt-free. But you're going to have to utilize whatever tools you need to be able to get her going. And that's where we're going. We're going to be starting through this process. Uh, three, three prophetic words, I think we're just the beginning words of it early on, of expanded faith is that we know that we're going to receive three sizable gifts, you know, one in the seven figures one, and then two in the six figures that's actually going to be a seed that's not going to be people who actually go to the church. That was just a word from the Lord. But because we together are saying we're bringing what we've got is actually going to begin to build a momentum for the Lord to bring in miraculous provision externally from that. Does that make sense? So I want you just to take a moment right now, and I want you to begin to pray. Because I feel like I was going to tell the whole the phase three too, but he says, start with the faith for phase one and two. So Holy Spirit, we trust you. I just ask right now, reveal to the hearts of every family what is their two fish in five loaves so that you can multiply it?
give every person the, the way that I dream about this building and expansion, Lord. The Lord has said to do this. I impart the vision to you right now. If you can hear the sound of my voice, I impart the vision to see it. Not just on a picture, but to see it in reality. To see the people walking in. To see the lives transformed. To see the buses driving in. We thank you, God. Thank you that you're actually going to increase people's capacity to, to create wealth and to bring wealth. So we trust you right now. And I declare we are a prosperous people. We are a prosperous people. Say it with me. We are a prosperous people. You said it. Say it with me. You said it, God. You'll provide it. And we partner with your miraculous provision with what's in our hand. And we give it to you. Yeah. So some of you guys, there's numbers that were dropping into that. Now I want to talk, talk about real quick phase three. Is it possible to go to that last one for me? Right there. So multi-phase on this. Our property is six and a half acres. It goes up onto the top of the hill. So you can see on this bottom portion right here, we also own this narrow part and there's two houses or people that own right here. Eventually, we believe the Lord's going to allow us to purchase that, purchase the property over here on the side, and then back over here, there's, there's a few acres that separate us from I-35. I believe that's going to come in the future. But part of phase three is going to be taking the land we already have and building a future prayer center. And one of the words that we had is that we would be a prayer citadel. And it was funny, it was 2015, I was going through my notes, and somebody uh, who came to church one time, went, I think they went to a conference, and they got this prophetic picture, and it was this castle citadel, and they wrote, castle on a hill, question mark. Not understanding Castle Hill's background for us, and it was just a prophetic word. And so what we want to do is take the, one of the existing buildings on there, wipe it out, and build a multi-story prayer center that's actually going to have a prayer tower so we can see I-35 in the region and pray over it and declare over it. Because part of it is he's told us we've got, we've got, we've got to capture the air over our city. And so that will be a part of that prayer center. And then behind it is going to be a long three, four-story, multi-story uh, ministry center where we'll, we'll be able to expand our youth capacity, put a gym in there. But the other part of it is, is not just our schools for ministry, but put a healing center in there. For, for sozo, for heart sync, for inner healing, those types of things, being able to help people walk into it, to train and equip them, but to resource our city. And because some of the prophetic words, I could go and I'll read them to you probably next week um, from Isabel, but it said, you're, the people are going to come to you in a time of crisis. Your city's going to come to you. Imagine with us ending human trafficking and people who are exiting trafficking, they need a whole lot of inner healing. And our city's not going to know what to do with it, but we do. Okay, so this is, we could do that now, but we're going to expand. That's part of what we're wanting to step into is the ability to fully facilitate those types of things, right? And so there's going to be all kinds of different things you can read on their schools from ministry, large youth center, expand our, our, our offices and things like that. So we can really be able to have a, a base of operations for our region. And that's, that'll be estimated 12 million. I think that's just the starting point. It's going to cost more than that to buy the land around it, but we're going to start. Amen? So, are you all ready? Okay. So, I want you just to take the moment right now. You prayed over it already. And I don't know if you guys, I'm going to give you, I don't want to talk if you guys wanted to say something real quick.
Again? One thing I want to show you on here, so take this form real quick, okay? You can see on there how to fill it out. We're committed to giving. This gift will be made weekly, quarterly, monthly, annually, and we will give this gift for a total of a year, two years, three years, and then you can kind of do the total commitment amount, what that looks like. Looking at the special gifts portion, I want you to understand this is also an option. Please contact me about giving non-cash gifts of stock, real estate, IRA distributions, or other types of gifts, including cryptocurrency. We have the capacity to be able to convert that stuff over. So if that's you and you're like, I don't know that I could do this, but I do have opportunities where the Lord's moving on my heart where I could give one of these things, we have the ability to actually uh, translate it over to real cash for what we're moving into, all right? So, yes, sir. Yeah, let me grab a mic real quick. Twenty-six. Is it on? Oh, I'm sorry, my bad, Greg. That was mine. Is that better? Um, I just want to come in agreement with what Pastor Jay has said. Being an elder now, almost a year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this has been building, 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 building. You don't get to sit in our elder meetings, but I want you to know, as an elder board, we are all in agreement. This is where God has taken us. It's exciting. This is an exciting day. Maybe one of the most exciting things for me today is what you just saw Pastor Jay do. And that was with his spiritual authority that he carries to impart that vision to each of you. So I encourage you to receive that vision. See what God is doing. It's great to have pictures. It's great to have words. But what he just released on us as a house is powerful. If you'll receive that vision, it will change your life. It will change your understanding to help us move forward as we partner with God and what he's doing here in this region. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the, it'll be important because people that have just come in the last few months, um, the significance of, with Greg and Angela, Brian, who's, who's back there, part of our little board, Miss B, Mama B, y'all know who Mama B is, being on the board. Uh, last November, we went to Bethel, Kelly and I did, and a couple of our sons and daughters and then uh, brother and sister. And before we left, the Lord says, you're moving into a season of expansion. We hadn't even bought the land yet. And he said, but it's time, like Jethro told Moses, to appoint leaders of tens of thousands, thousands, you go through that. And he says, you need to, you need to expand your elder board. And then he told me specifically names, and I wrote them down and made a list. We were at Bethel. We're having lunch with a leader from Ireland, and we're talking about something totally off different. And all of a sudden, he kind of gets this look on his face, and he goes, I heard the Lord say you made a list of elders, and it's yes on every one of them. And I said, that's pretty good Irish accent, yeah. Anyway, they're not impressed. It's okay. And, uh, and, and I go, yeah, it's funny. I literally made a list. And he goes, no, I saw the list in the Spirit. We came back, and we're doing dinner with Isabel and Thrown that first night before the conference. And Thrown goes, we know that we were sent here to set in elders. Does that land with you? And I, jo- and I laughed, and I said, here's the ex- thing. He goes, all right, you just need to see if we're supposed to do that. So we walked through that next day on Saturday without telling them what was up. I just said, I think you're going to get a significant word today. Afterwards, I need you to tell me what that word is, and then I'll tell you what, what I think it means. And all of them, Isabel picked them out without knowing who they were and gave them governance words. It was like so strong. 
And then by that Sunday, we set them in as elders. I'm just telling you, quickening. Let me hear you say quickening. What used to take six years takes six months. What used to take six months takes six minutes. I'm just telling you, what used to take six minutes takes six seconds. Right? You get where I'm going with this thing. God's accelerating us into something, and the finance into this thing is going to be no different from that too. So why don't you all stand up with me? I've, I've gone a little bit over. Thank you all for your, for, uh, your partnership and your grace. Yeah, I'm going to pray over them and we're going to say it. So uh, two things right now. If you have an offering, okay, right now with you, or if you're going to give online, you could hold up your phone. We want to pray over these things just like we do our regular offerings. And so go ahead and grab that. And then we're going to do two things. If you filled out this and you have your offering, you drop it in the offering box on your way out of service. Don't drop them up here because they'll get, they'll get all mixed up. Make sure you drop them in the offering boxes on your way out. But I want to pray over this right now if you guys would join with me on it too in agreement, all right? So, Father, right now we just come in agreement with you. We come in agreement with the word of heaven that, that this region, this city, and, Lord, this group of people right here, has been on your heart since before the foundations of the earth. And we're grateful, Lord God, that we didn't come here by accident or happenstance, but you drew each of us. You've called each of us to this place so we can be a part of what you're doing, God. And so we, we bring this offering to you, God, to build what you're going to build, God. We, we, just, we partner with the miraculous provision, Lord God. This is a miracle offering. Because we're going to watch it explode and expand just like the fish and bread did in the hands of your son. And so, Lord, would you just multiply it? Lord God, would you fully fund? Will you fully build? Will you bring in the people that are necessary to see this come to fruition? And Lord, we just ask for a grace over this next year and a half, two years as we go through that building process. Lord, would you continue to add the numbers to here, Lord God? As we go to that second service, we thank you for the grace that's coming on those services. Pour your spirit out, Lord. Shake this place. Shake every person that comes into it, Lord God. Let it be that we actually have to be at 840 people seat whenever we go to that new building. Be God, because you've continued to expand us here in the moment. And again, I just say, I release now the impartation of sight, of vision, of dreams, of discernment, of understanding. I release right now a supernatural capacity to handle finances and to multiply it now into the lives of every single person in this room and those who are going to partner with us, Lord God, in the days to come. People who aren't even here that are going to sow into it, we bless them now. We bless those offerings, Lord God. We bless that seed. And we thank you for that right now in Jesus' most mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.